morning everybody, it is Wednesday, 25th of August, and how many days have we got now until spring? Spring is the 1st of September, a week, a week until spring, looking forward to that. Now a word of warning for those of you stuck at home shopping online, I ordered a pipe wrench yesterday from Bunnings Click and Collect. All pipe wrenches you will notice look the same size on Bunnings website. I idly ordered one and it's turned up this morning. It is almost a meter long. (laughs) It's like that wing mirror message in the Jurassic Park films, some objects may appear larger in real life than they appear on a website. Anyway, just a warning for any of you ordering a pipe wrench from Bunnings. Frivolity aside, Dow Jones up 31, our futures up 18, and our market today up a standard 13 points. Leaders of the day, BHP up 1.5%, RIA up 3.2%, Fortescue Metals up 2.7%, they were up quite a bit more earlier on, as the iron ore price bounces 8.86%, and the top of the strategy piece today has just got a little paragraph. I'm making observations, and one of the observations is obviously that this iron ore price route has seemingly bottomed, although I have to say on the chart, if you look at it in the strategy piece, on the chart, this 8% bounce is not a material bounce in the scheme of things. But obviously some suggestion that BHP will stabilize, in which case ahead of the dividend on September the 2nd, going ex-dividend on September the 2nd, the day after the beginning of spring, after a 19% drop in the BHP share price, although it's now down 16% from the top, that after that sort of drop, ahead of the dividend, it may well be a bit of a gift horse for income investors. Your choice, as I say, not a material bounce in the iron ore price, technically insignificant, but clearly panic seems to be over for the moment. Another feature day, Telstra ex-dividend, it went ex-dividend 8 cents, it's down 12 cents. It did run very hard into the results, or not the results, it ran very hard while it did. It ran very hard into the ex-dividend date, down 3.1% today. No reason to jump off, I don't think, at this point. Loads of results today. Winners today, WiseTech. I haven't had time to have a look at the results, but the stock is up 40% on the back of results. We've also got Levisa up 21%, Whisper up 5%, Sky City up 4%, and at the other end of the over 30 results today, we've got Bravura down 16%, Nine Entertainment down 10%, Seven West down 5.9%. Kerry Stokes has hung up his boots. One member suggests that's a sign of the top. We'll come to signs of the top later. Iluka down 4%. Adelaide Brighton down 6%. Sealink down 5%. So a mixed bunch. As highlighted yesterday, it seems 50% of stocks have fallen on results. 50% have gone up. Other stuff today, fresh record highs for the NASDAQ, over 15,000 for the first time. I think I may have mentioned that already. This bull market is seemingly endless. Record highs on the S&P 500 as well. 90% of the S&P 500 have now reported results. We've got five more days of results left. About 70 stocks to report. Most of them are smaller ones, though. Most of the big ones have reported. Afghanistan is understandably in the press. I don't need to repeat that, but it's not having any impact on the equity market, it seems. The energy sector, the best sector overnight, as the oil price bounced 2 or 3% overnight 
after a 5-6% rise yesterday. New South Wales have started to go backwards again, 919 cases. Victoria, 45 cases. There is obviously a bit of toing and froing on the vaccine front. The US have approved Pfizer for everybody and the Pfizer rollout seems to be happening very quickly now in some states. New South Wales lauding the number of vaccinations had yesterday. Younger people can now book appointments for Pfizer. It all seems to be rolling along. Amazingly, the travel stocks up yet again. Qantas up 5%, Flight Center 5.7%, Webjet 6%, Hello World 4%, Corporate Travel 3.4%, and that's after solid rises yesterday. You assume they are rising on the Pfizer rollout, approval and rollout, rising vaccination rates, and hopes that the individual states adopt the federal plan and abandon COVID-0 as a goal. You might also have seen that there is a plan to be debated in National Cabinet this week, a plan to have a COVID passport or a vaccination passport, and the New South Wales Premier hinting, Gladys, sorry, hinting at a two-tier treatment of or two-tier restrictions for people who are vaccinated or unvaccinated. One of our members keeps emailing about Saudi Arabia saying you can't even go into a shop without proving your vaccination status and clearly there is a two-tier structure coming in here. So I would suggest even the youngsters amongst you go and get yourself vaccinated if you don't want to be ostracised. Apart from Telstra going ex-dividend, Tabcorp, Downer EDI, AGL and a host of others ex-dividend today. APT had results today. Share price hardly moved. They're following the square share price around. I've got a chart of the correlation between Afterpay and Square in the strategy piece today and charts of some of the other more impressive results today. LaVisa, Wise Tech, record highs by the look of it. Some other observations, US Chinese listed stocks, sorry, not Chinese listed, US listed stocks that have businesses in China. There is an index called the NASDAQ Golden Dragon China Index. It's an index of US listed China based companies. It was up 8% overnight. It's up 14% in the last four days. That index is down 53% since February. And technically, there's a chart in the strategy piece. Technically, it is pretty close to long term support and bottom of the trading range. And now it's bounced. So maybe for those of you who have some interest in Asian tech stocks might be a time to look at Alibaba or Tencent which were down 51.1%, 46.8% from top to bottom. They've been the fourth and fifth worst performers in the Hang Seng this year. Short-term technical buy signals and that whole complex of Chinese exposed stocks seems to be bottoming. And I've put charts of Tencent's PE history in the strategy piece today. It is on a PE of 25.5 times the average over the long term over the last 10 years since listing is 36 times. And Alibaba hasn't been listed that long, listed in 2019. By the looks of it, on a PE of 15.9, the average has been 25.7. So both trading below their averages at the moment and seem to be bottoming. Right, in the strategy piece, I've put a fairly interesting series of charts of the PE histories of a number of stocks. Now, as I've already mentioned, BHP trading on a PE of 7.4 times, that's almost a decade low. So some companies in the pandemic, despite the fact their share prices might be near or at record highs, some stocks have got the lowest PE 
PEs in a decade because they have been making a lot of money in the pandemic. So if your earnings are rising faster than your share price, your PE goes down. So it's the opposite of PE expansion, which is a warning sign for a correction when average share price PEs are going up. This is PE contraction where stocks are getting cheaper despite their share prices going up. And BHP, have a look at the chart, is an obvious candidate for that. 10-year average PE is 17.2. It's currently on 7.4 times. Of course, you have to be a little bit careful with PEs because you get different bodies calculating different PEs. And this is the forward PE from data stream. Now, I don't know whether there's an aberration in the earnings numbers. Sometimes there is anyway. Let's just trust it for what it is. BHP on a decade low PE at the moment. Now, we're worrying about the US market in particular having doubled from the bottom in the pandemic in a year. Sorry, over a year, about 18 months now. But if we go and have a look at some of the big tech stocks that have driven this record high on the S&P 500 and some of the big investment banks, not just big tech, but big tech's been the benefit of a pandemic or pandemic beneficiaries. And the big investment banks have been the beneficiaries of money printing. And so I've put the charts in today of some of those big stocks that have led the US market market to show you their PEs and to suggest to you that despite the fact their share prices are in some cases at record highs and the market at record highs, the earnings of some of these companies have more than kept up with the share prices, leading to the lowest PEs in five years or 10 years. So Google's one Alphabet's the real name, but Google, long-term PE 24 times, that's a 10-year average, current PE 27.8 times, not particularly expensive. Amazon, bit of a silly PE, but the five-year average about 124 times, currently on 61 times. That's actually the lowest PE for some time. Facebook, this is quite remarkable. Average PE 37 times, currently trading 26 times. Netflix, as you might imagine in a pandemic. Average PE 177 times, currently at 53 times. And then we come to the big investment banks. And JP Morgan, 10-year average 11.5, sitting at 11.2, despite a record share price high. Similar thing with Goldman Sachs, long-term PE 10.8, currently 7.6. They've made so much money in the pandemic. And Citigroup, long-term average 11 and a bit, and currently 7.2. Point being that there are some stocks or some companies that have made an absolute fortune over the last few years. As I've mentioned before, if you were to get the CEOs of the big tech stocks and the CEOs of the big investment banks in the US into a, a room, a private room, and ask them about the pandemic, they will all tell you it has been the best thing that's ever happened to them. So it shows up in the earnings as well, in which case their share prices are not that scary. Right, I have written our Signs of the Top article into Livewire today. I know it upsets some of you that I publish stuff on Livewire, but we are all in the clicks game one way or another. It is a fabulous source of new members for us. So I have put the Signs of the Top article in Livewire today. Please click on that or get your kids to click on it a hundred times, send it viral. It's already gone viral. It's been up there a couple of hours this morning. It's already had over 200 thumbs, which I assume is likes, is it? And over 9,000 views. Maybe that's a sign of the top as well. (laughs) 
people are reading hilarious articles that don't make them any money. Anyway, you can have a read of that. You've already read it in the newsletter a couple of weeks ago. But let me give you this one anecdote. Some of you will know this one. When you look for signs of the top, some of you as members have clearly been investing since before I was born and have been through a few cycles and some of your fabulous signs of the top are included in the article. But I remember in the tech boom, I was working in broking with Bell Securities. And I remember walking into a morning meeting with Andrew Bell, who ran the the sales desk at the time. Brokers have morning meetings every morning where they discuss ideas and how business is going and the markets and anything else. I must have sat in about 10,000 of them. And in this particular morning meeting in April 2000, Andrew Bell announced that Bell's had had the best day of commission ever. And I had personally written $11,000 worth of commission the day before, which if you consider I took home 45% of that, which if repeated every day of the trading year would have meant I was earning $1.237 million a year. Obviously, it was a good day because I don't remember earning that much in any year. And also in this morning meeting, I remember one of our salespeople who had been a mobile phone salesman two years earlier introduced us to his new assistant who he had brought on just to help him book his orders because there were so many of them. It was overwhelming him. That was surely a sign of the top. And here we were and Andrew Bell told us we'd had the best day of commission ever and told us to just stop and look around because in the style of Top Gun, he said, it doesn't get to look any better than this. And in that morning meeting, he unknowingly, or did he knowingly, called the top of the tech boom. And it was as ever good as it was as good as it ever got. And quite honestly, I don't know it's ever been that good or easy or lucrative in this industry ever again. We all thought it was normal, of course. And I've written today in the strategy piece an article called Normal is Great because it's only when things go bad you appreciate that you were in a boom and how good normal was. At the moment, we think this bull market is normal, but it's not. It's actually great. I remember also in the tech boom, the only complaint I ever got as a broker from a client was to be told by Lewis Bell, who was a lawyer, that there was a lady in reception in tears complaining about having sold some stocks which had then gone up even more in tears for not making more money. Surely a sign of the top. And I've been canvassing a few other signs of the top and one that came in this morning, which I thought was rather good, goes back to 1987. And this member says he was working and broking and an elderly broker, I wonder whether he's stolen this story or whether it's his, but he says an elderly broker nailed a thong to the notice board, as in footwear thong, and declared the top of the market was here because the shorts and thongs brigade, as he called them, direct from the beach had arrived in reception to buy some hot speculative share. Anyway, you can read all the signs of the top in the article. But I think there is a point to be made that we should just stop and appreciate that we're in the middle of a raging bull market. It's not normal. It is great. Make hay while the sun shines. The herd will turn and it will do so without logic. Could happen for the most subtle of reasons or the most obvious. And we all need to recognize we are, as we get higher and higher, we are in the hands of an animal. And it's not necessarily going to be driven by logic 
or science, but it could go on for years. All we can do for now is watch and wait. I was always quite taken by a comment from Kerr Nielsen. It's a few years ago now, but he talked about as fund managers, it was their professional responsibility to run the market to the last minute. Sell early and you can miss infinite upside. And the game was to, as a fund manager, you don't really need to sell if you're judged on relative performance, but it is sell when the top has started, not before. But before you go selling everything, the market very rarely gaps down without warning. We just have to hope we are tuned to the signs and do something about the sell-off before it turns into a mainstream pandemic. So don't fear too much. Just turn on your screens every day and make decisions based on all the things that have happened in fact, rather than making decisions on all the things you can imagine but cannot possibly know. Right, I have included again today, on this day, things that happened on this day, Mount Vesuvius erupted, catching people in Pompeii a little bit by surprise. Sean Connery was born. He died in the Bahamas last year, aged 90. Neil Armstrong also died in 2012. In 1835, there was something called the Great Moon Hoax, which is where the Sun in New York ran a series of articles that followed claimed that a British astronomer, John Herschel, had observed all sorts of life on the moon, including winged human creatures about four feet tall. They never retracted the stories. But lastly, and you'll see a few photos in the strategy piece, don't want to waste your time, but in 1944 on this day, two months after the Allied invasion of Normandy, Paris was liberated with the French sneaking in before the Americans and claiming victory. De Gaulle made it impossible for the US to set up the Allied military government of occupied territories as they had planned to do. He jumped in and installed a provisional government. You might notice high-ranking U.S. officials do not attend official liberation anniversary ceremonies. And a couple of little things here. De Gaulle walked down the Champs-Élysées to lay a wreath and relight the flame on the tomb of the unknown soldier. And whilst he walked down the Champs-Élysées to Notre Dame, twice the crowd came under fire from German snipers. And whilst everybody else, I think there's a photo of it, in the strategy piece. Whilst everybody else died for cover, dived for cover, de Gaulle just stood up and stood still. And also two days, there are a lot of interesting things here (laughs) for those who are interested. Two days after the liberation, the Luftwaffe conducted a last air raid on Paris, killing 200 people and not one anti-aircraft shot was fired because the city was too busy celebrating. Anyway, it's an interesting world. Right, that's about it. Dow futures down 32 as I leave you. Our market still up 13. Generally a good day. Banks doing nothing. Resources up. Travel flying. Wise tech up 40% now. LaVisa are up 22%. Resources doing well generally. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.